0: is going on people it is a wednesday afternoon it's quarter past one i've fuck i've just remembered that i haven't do you know what i haven't put out a tweet yet saying that i'm going live this is hugely unprofessional should we do it i'll do it live now on the podcast promoting the fucking podcast should i do that fuck it let's do it this is what you get for no budget guys It's listening to a 41 year old guy tapping on his fucking keyboard Jesus Christ, how incredibly unprofessional. Uh, here we go. Live now, you tinker's. Is... Right. Uh, so, <laughs> where were we? Should I start again for the recording for the podcast people, or are they going to sit through that as well? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of Aid Thompson and Other Disappointments. Hashtag Bimfluencers. Hashtag Boris fucks livestock, if you've been catching up with my or if you're caught up with my tweets and social media activity over the last couple of weeks. Um, binfluencers was something that, uh, do you know what? I'm I'm starting my social media army of binfluencers, like people who are not inspired to be better. People who don't jump onto the whole sort of like optimistic social media influencer-y makeup tutorial. Like, oh my, isn't life amazing? I'm on such a journey. You know, people that don't jump onto that stuff. But just, you know, what they want from somebody on social media is somebody who's gonna scrape the bottom of a fucking wheelie bin and show them the muck of existence and go, look at this, it's fucking gross. That's that's I like to think that's me. Um so yeah, if if you're not caught up on all of that shit, that's what binfluencers are. And that's what I'm shooting for. Uh uh, partly because I you know what, I don't think anyone wants to see makeup tutorials from me. I I'm I've accepted that. I've accepted my limitations of where I sit in the world. Uh, and Boris fucks livestock. Look, I'm sorry if that sounds incredibly graphic. Sorry if that's not what you want to hear at lunchtime. Uh, but it's kind of funny. I mean, like, I I feel like if you break the concept of the truth, and if, if we're accepting now that it no longer matters if people say something that is true, and they don't even have to apologize for it, well, then... <laughs> You know, you gotta you're gonna dish it out, you're to you have to accept that you've broken that and now I get to you know, the output of that is that I get to sit here on a podcast and suggest playfully, speculate that maybe Boris Johnson enjoys the company of farmyard animals. Uh so that's what that is. Look, we're gonna start every podcast, I think, with hashtag Bimfluencers, hashtag BorisFucksLivestock. Um uh from from this moment on. Or from from last week onwards, really in fact i might be at byline festival on saturday if anyone's going uh and i'm giving serious consideration to just like panic generating ordering a uh uh, a t-shirt like a promo t-shirt that just says boris fucks lifestyle like do you think is that too far is that gonna like because in my mind i think to myself well that's cool You know, that's like people will see it and it will kind of promote the podcast and, you know, it's a catchphrase. It's a slogan. It will help to build a a following. But actually, ironically, I think it might do the inverse. I think if somebody sees me walking around in a T-shirt saying Boris fucks livestock, I just have this feeling they might want to keep their distance, you know? So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I'm onto a loser there. Maybe I should just shut my fucking mouth. Uh. This is a solo edition, by the way, of the poddy, uh, where I attempt to make sense of the senseless, which is a tall order. Let's be real. Um, partly because every day the news gets a little bit crazier. So when I say, like, let's make sense of the senseless, it's usually invariably me going through the news or a news story and trying to make sense of it, trying to rip it apart a little bit. But it, like things are going a bit batshit. You know, month by month, week by week, it's getting a little bit crazier. Um, And like, I I don't know, do you guys, do you ever wonder if you're one of the stupid ones? That's quite a big question, isn't it? It's like, that requires some depth of the person asking it psychologically, I think. You know, like, do, do you ever wonder if you're... I did a TikTok about this this morning. Like, do you ever worry that you're one of the stu- stupid ones? Like, you're just too dumb to comprehend that you're one of the stupid people. <laughs> you know, like, you don't have the capacity there to understand, to fathom that you, you are that stupid. I think they call it the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's been kind of, like, whirling around in my mind in a, in a couple of different ways in the last few days. I've been talking to John Left of the Countryside about it, which, if you're not familiar with him, go and give him a follow. On TikTok, um, he runs a podcast which I'll talk to you a little bit about towards the end. But um, he and I were chatting yesterday about people who are just too stupid to know that they're that stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're levels deep dumb, and because because you're dumb. Like, you operate through life bouncing from flat-earth forums to your job in a cafe to boring your friends in the pub and ranting about the EU or shit like... Like, we're- we're re- we're losing the real America, Dan! We're losing the real America! You know, like... And in your mind, you're this, like, hyper-aware, politically vocal libertarian. But to everyone else, you're actually kind of stupid. You know, like there's such a difference between those two perceptions of this one individual. You think you're politically aware and super smart. Everyone else thinks you're fucking stupid. Like, like people have explained things to you seven or eight times, but it can't go in because it's just too complex and cloudy. So you just flip the shift back to first gear again. Like "The, the jabs will give you 5G, you know, like it's does that ever worry you guys? is that something that actually smart people worry about because they're smart, but dumb people don't worry about it? like do you know what I mean? it's like I mean like not, not believing the the jab equals 5G nonsense uh, like obviously that shit's lunacy, but do, like do you ever worry like that you're um like there's two memes right that's, that spring to mind. The first is that Michelin web one. Where they're Nazis, you know, the one and David Mitchell turns to Robert Webb and goes, wait, um, are we, are, are we the baddies? You know, uh, like that moment of reflection where it crystallizes for him that he might have misinterpreted everything asked backwards. You know, that meme. We've all seen it. It's been shared around fucking a million times. And the second meme is, like, less overused. It was, it was a picture of uh, a young, long-haired Keanu Reeves where it's like he's just figured something out. You know, it's like him, like, look at, like, whoa. Like that kind of vibe, yeah? Like, whoa, the Matrix script might save my career. Whoa, you know, like whoa there is a market for wooden monotone acting whoa like it's that kind of facial expression and the caption that was under this one when i saw it was like it goes uh what if you're actually retarded and everyone else is just being nice like which is obviously not great wording for 2022 right i know it's not overly progressive right like what if you're retarded you know but the point is there. It's similar to, um, like, what if we're the baddies, you know? Like, what if you've got it all wrong and it's actually something totally inverted from what you think it is? Totally weird. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's hard to make sense of the news anymore because a lot of it is so fucking balls-to-the-wall batshit or it seems so obviously bad. And yet society en masse doesn't seem that bothered, you know? So you end up sitting back like, like, maybe I'm the stupid one. Like, maybe there's a reason I'm unable to make sense of this. <laughs> like, I'm obviously not getting what these other geniuses are able to process and get to the correct conclusion of. Like, I thought limited fossil fuels and the climate crisis might destabilize the world and collapse modern civilization. I thought that might be something to worry about. But very few other people that I know seem to feel that way. <laughs> they have figured it out. I got it wrong, clearly. Until you see the other shit that these people have figured out, you know, like you've decided you don't have to worry about the gas reserves and how they spawned a third world war with NATO and Russia. Okay, cool. But then but then you've also figured out that selling Sunset is your favorite TV show. You know, you figured out that you wanted a 2022 Peter Andre calendar. These are the things that you figured out as well as figuring out that we shouldn't be worried about fossil fuels. Like, like the resume of these people for figuring shit out is not actually that impressive. You know, like if you went through their working history of shit that they figured out, you'd be like, well, I'm not hiring you into fucking advise me on geopolitics, you fucking moron. But I guess it's a bit like, you know, like there's a layer of how do you care about all the bad shit? Like how, how do you have the bandwidth to focus on impending doom and fossil fuels and global instability and political division and who had the best souffle on Bake Off? Like as well as all of that, you know, like, like these are all important things that everyone needs to, to focus on. And, and these people who seem blissfully aware seem kind of like, I, like, I can't focus on all of the bad stuff and selling Sunset and. Yeah, it's all important. It's all essential that I know all of these things. So you know, something's got to fall off the back. It may as well be global instability and fossil fuel shortages. It's like it's funny. It's like there's there's a bit in a Doug Stanhope special, um. Which if you don't know him, if you just follow me because of like politics and stuff, I I also used to do a bit of stand up comedy, and uh, one stand up who I thought was really interesting to to watch and listen to was this guy Doug Stanhope. Uh, And I can't remember which one of his specials it's from. Uh, It's from a few years ago, but he rants about, like, all these charity causes. Like, how many terrible, awful things there are out there to care about. So, like, how do you know which one to get behind? There's just too much awful shit going on in the world like save the seals nspcc the rspca help the homeless save the veterans there's food banks there's help the aged. there's the drug support agency domestic violence shelters fundraising things like giving your time to your kids pta and then and he's like how do you choose which one to get behind without feeling like you're flipping off starved african babies or some shit like it's it's impossible and he's right like it's it's a bit like I'll give £7 a month to the botanical gardens because it's important that families have a chance to see the begonias in blue. And then, you know, some traumatised, swollen-eyed, fat-lipped wife storms in like begonias. Fucking begonias. I almost fucking died last week. You can't give £7 a month to a domestic shelter because you want people to validate you through your fucking begonias. It's everyone a psychopath now. It's empathy on furlough for fuck's sake, you know? Like, how do you get behind a cause anymore? was his kind of point and i get it like i understand so anyway like i i wonder if there's shades to that to people who just don't seem to care much about the myriad crises facing the planet you know like there's just too much volume to process there's too much there's a lot you know you can't home in and obsess over one when every which way you look there's another thing going oh shit look over here look at this shit like what do you what do you think about this disease and these persecuted people and this earthquake you know everything's like it's like over like you know what it's like it's a bit like um it's like the geopolitical equivalent of the beatles and elvis versus spotify you know i know that sounds like a clumsy as fuck metaphor but also fuck you because I, there's, there's a reason that i'm not a writer and that this show is free so go fuck yourself a little bit but like stick with me right let, let me see if i could try and make this make sense for you right so it's like the beatles and elvis because they came up at a time when supply of their product was limited right so you have the Beatles and Elvis and like, a, like a few other options. And they like, they were the best at what they did. But ultimately that product of like rock and roll, you know, it was a finite resource. So you cared about them more, right? That's why they're so big and iconic and legendary. Now supply of music is plentiful and there's no Elvis Presley or Beatles, right? There's no sort of modern day equivalent of a star that's that big that sells 30 million copies of it. Like, people don't even buy music anymore. It's just, you know, you're never going to get another Beatles or Elvis Presley, because, uh, like, when, when, like, I don't, I don't want to labor the point too much, but when Elvis and the Beatles came up, you had, what, like, one radio station and a couple of, like, illegal pirate ones here in the UK, at least. Like, rock and roll was f- banned, I think, you know, like, literally fucking illegal. <laughs> listen to like you had parents and politicians and do-gooders saying it was amoral and it was warping young minds and making them do bad things and you'd have like people on the world service bbc world service back in the day going like my uh my boy was an angel when he was 11 years old very very helpful and, and polite but i tell you what by the time he turned 14, he was listening to blue suede shoes and stealing liqueur out of my cabinet and trying to fornicate with girls in his class. I tell you, you know, like nothing to do with the fact that he just became a teenager and became reckless. He was interested in girls. <laughs> like it's, It had to be, you know, or shit parenting, no discipline. It had to be to do with the, the music he was listening to. Um, So it wasn't allowed on radio and you didn't hear it much. And the shit you did hear was on one or two pirate radio stations, and each of those had a playlist of about 20 songs. I promise you I'm gonna make this make sense. There is a point here somewhere. (laughs) And each of these, right, each of these pirate radio stations had a playlist of, say, 20 songs, and they would rotate them. The same way that MTV used to have, like, video rotation, right? These radio stations would rotate the same songs and they'd pick eight from this playlist every hour and play through and So is it really like the Beatles and Elvis were the best and that they were iconic and legendary? Or was it just that your parents and grandparents had such little choice that they picked a favourite of the few that they had? Like it's basic supply and demand. So those ones got super, super popular. And now you have an endless, constantly updated Spotify playlist, YouTube algorithms, digital radio stations, 400 music channels netflix deliveroo grabbing your attention before you even decide whether you like the new girls allowed song or you know you moved on to k-pop or acid jazz or dubstep or so you know and i know at least a couple of you listening to this will be like girls allowed (laughs) like like seriously 10 that was 10 years ago aid um and i know i look i panicked i'm a 41 year old guy my pop culture references are a little dry you're like, uh, yeah, one of them's literally dead, bro. It's, um, you know, but, uh, but you get, like, you get what I mean, right? Nothing is special anymore in that sense. The Beatles and Michael Jackson were good, great, even, but would they have made it past the festival circuit? Now, I don't know if they would. <laughs> Because now we have such a deluge of volume and noise and drudge. You'd be like, like, if you were at Glastonbury, you'd be like, yeah, you know, Billy Jean's got a beat, but Drake's playing later on the XFM stage. And yeah, it's behind the radio 110. It might slip by there. And, and oh, and then I want to watch the live stream of Snow Patrol covering Radiohead, covering John Mayer before I go home and download the entire works of Childish Gambino from Pirate Bay. And like, like, would they be special now? I don't know. With all the volume and all the supply to demand. But let's... Right, let's take this clumsy metaphor and circle back to crises. To charity causes, you know? Is it like that? Like, there's just too fucking many. (laughs) Like, the greenhouse effect, climate change. That was special in the 90s and noughties. That was probably your golden era for people caring. For charity. The 90s and noughties. That's when, like, children in need and lenny henry bob Geldof, all of that stuff was kicking off you know and the reason why it was like the the golden era the sort of you know the rock and roll period the elvis and beatles era but for like charity and caring it's because like all you had was a radio station playlist of one or two hits that struck a chord with oh, God! This sounds so uncaring and callous, but it's kind of true. Like you didn't have the same number of issues, or it didn't feel like you did back in the day. All you had was a couple of hits. It was like millions of people are dying of AIDS. Oh shit! That's my jam. That resonates with me. This is a one. I've never heard anything like this before. <laughs> like it's, it's exactly like Elvis. It's like fuck. What is this? I want to learn more about this. I would, you know, because there was only that thing. Millions of people are dying of it or like, you know, so let's say that's Elvis. And then the Beatles were like, Ethiopia is starving. Oh, fuck. I'm a fan of this. There are few options for me to be alarmed and panicked by. So Ethiopia is starving. Heal the world. I'm on board with it. But now it's like in 2022, there's so many issues. There's so much trash. Not the issues or, like, charity causes a drug... You know, but I'm sure this sounds clumsy as fuck. I've I've taken a clumsy metaphor and I've made it sound callous. Fucking yay me. But, like, now it's, like, the climate disaster, Brexit, how are we going to grow enough food for the world, Russia might nuke us, the water wars, the oil wars, a fucking pandemic, social media constantly laying the foundations for multiple civil wars. There's too much supply. So, fuck, maybe, like i don't know maybe the stupid people are actually the smart ones maybe maybe that's the takeaway from this is like you know i mean i was i started off earlier saying like uh you know do you ever worry that you're one of the the dumb ones because you don't get it but everyone else gets it and has concluded that these things are not worth giving a shit about but maybe by not giving a shit about them they're actually being quite clever Maybe the smart play is to just be a bit dumb about it (laughs) all. You know, I used to say to a friend of mine, uh, this guy, Chris, years and years ago, uh, or rather he said to me, and I sort of agreed with him. He was like, sometimes I wish I was just one of these people who just sort of bounced through life. Like, (laughs) you know, like just like dumbly sort of goop. You know, I don't know what the right adjective or verbs are, but like, you know, they just like actual problems don't seem to trouble them. And so they live quite a happy life. And I guess that's like the genesis. That's where you get the phrase ignorance is bliss, right? Because you're just happy because you just don't know shit. (laughs) Maybe the smart play is to just be a bit dumb about it all. It's just it's just better for you and your mental health. Just be fucking stupid, you know? (laughs) Maybe you at least enjoy the little time that we have left to the whole thing envelopes. At least then most of your life was all right, I guess, you know. And you could take solace in the fact as you're being devoured by a post-apocalyptic tribe of savages from the next village over. You can take solace in the fact that most of your life was spent happy, dumbly grinning, watching Gogglebox and going, I, d- I just don't get it. I don't get why you don't like EastEnders because Easties is bloody great isn't it Dave I like I know how it's I, I love right it's set in East London but but absolutely nowhere's gentrified everyone sounds like they're from Essex don't they actually it's quite weird like people still sell like buy actually buy their clothes from market stalls and, and they use a laundrette on it I know it's like from a different era is it I it's like the real East End but it's like it was dreamt up by privately educated Oxbridge producers who tell privately educated theatre school kids That's good, Tabitha, but could you try it again and do it a little bit more cockney? And then, I don't know, like, Tabitha will say, more cockney, Cyril. And Cyril will say, yeah, like, how's it going? Just going up the apples and pears. Oh, right, is that how people in the East End sound, then? Oh, absolutely, very much Dick Van Dyke territory. Like, oh, my God, I better answer me dog and bone, like that. You know, cockney, working class, you know. Oh, pass me, me opium pipe, me syphilis is playing up. Just like that, Tabitha. Fuck me. What have I turned into? What am I channeling there? It's hard to tell if I'm slowly morphing. Like, if I'm losing my grip of reality and morphing into some sort of parody of myself, or if I genuinely have such pent-up aggression for middle-class, privately-educated Oxbridge entertainment producers that that I'm just, like, willing to completely trash my own podcast format just to rip the shit out of them. Uh... Anyway, off on these tangents, I go with these solo episodes. Fuck. sometimes I think like, are the solo shows like <laughs> like are the guest shows there because it's interesting to get a guest on and you might all find it stimulating, like their profession and their area of expertise, or is it just a mechanism to keep me vaguely on track? I just don't know. Um, but anyway, what like what I think I was saying was, uh, maybe the stupid people are actually the smart ones. You know, like they get to enjoy their time. For the rest of us, maybe this is all we have like this petty thing that we cling on to. Like, at least I knew we were all fucked. You know, like that's, I really think that's a big, that's a big chunk of a lot of our identities. I think, you know, like I take an enormous, pathetic amount of pride in kind of knowing how fucked we are, even though I know there's nothing I can do about it. And I know we're we're all pretty much doomed. Hashtag Bimfluencers. but like, there's there's a, a a petty, pathetic amount of pride there where I'm like, yeah, I at least I know how fucked we are, you know. And I can totally see me like taking solace in that shit, as I'm being bludgeoned for the contents of my fucking larder by people I used to see at the school gates. You know, like, friends and neighbours hitting me over the head with a crowbar so they can loot my fridge and feed their children in a post-apocalyptic Hampshire. At least I'll be on the floor in pools of my own blood going like, oh, at least I-, I always knew it was going to end like this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, taking pride in that. Wow, this episode has got dark. Um... And I didn't even make sense of the senseless, did I? That's that was the whole thing. Like I started off, like saying you know, these solo episodes are the ones where we look at something in the news and then try to make sense of it and pull it apart a bit and and roast it. We didn't even touch on the fucking news, like just literally ranted and roasted the upsides of being ignorant and questioning my own intellect. <laughs> but be that as it may, listen. Like if you enjoy these podcasts with guests or without. And if you're in a position to, uh, please do consider jumping on the Patreon for a first look at all of the on-demand episodes. Um, I throw them on there first. You get behind-scenes content, extra goodies. I'm in the process at the moment of uh, editing a Patreon-only, like Patreon-exclusive video, uh, talking about the podcast and how far it's come in the last year. Um, It is actually going really, really well. It's growing fantastically well at the moment. So thank you very much for... Uh, For everyone that is sort of tuning in and, um, you know, jumping on Spotify and not letting this podcast get drowned out by all the drudge and the Beatles and Elvis and so on. Um, On Patreon, you can also you can make requests for future episodes. I'm writing a blog every week that goes out on a Sunday morning. If there's a topic that you'd like me to cover on that, obviously you can get in touch via Patreon on that also. And I'll be doing Q&A's through Patreon in the future when we get the first sort of big batch of supporters through. Um, further to that, myself and Super Tansky and Davey Moo, we've been talking about maybe doing some sort of live show in the future, probably in central London. Uh, tickets for that will go out to Patreon first. Um, and oh, before I forget another cohort of mine, you might have listened to him guesting on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, his name is John left at the countryside. I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Uh, he's a really great guy. He's got loads of fun stories. Um, And he's uh, he's something of a lefty also, Uh, but he's very funny Um, and he's got a new podcast coming out very soon. Uh, So give him a follow on TikTok. John left of the countryside. I'm sure he'll be promoting it on there very, very soon. I'll be back. um, uh, I'm not sure if it'll be this week, this Friday or maybe next Tuesday with my next guest uh, episode. It's going to be Dr. Paul Cross um, and it's going to be scientifically minded. We're going to be talking shit about life, love, the universe and more um oh and then obviously i'll be back next week maybe sooner if i can think of some more shit to rant about with another solo episode um if you can't wait till then get at me on twitter instagram facebook i'm doing daily political vids on tiktok you can always find me under um at aid thompson that's a-i-d and thompson with an i-n on the end and until i next scuttle off into this cabin to spread my joy unto the world stay safe Uh, Keep it strictly hashtag BIMFLUENCERS. And uh, yeah, we outie.